for it to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Uh... No, we're uh, we're honoring the uh, the life and music of, uh, of Mr. David Bowie. Mike, yeah. Kyle, you can keep the mic in your hand for a second. <laughs> it's out of the corner of my eye, I see. And I'm like, come on, man. Now I gotta edit all this. I know. You should have put me in the back, like the like in, oh. like in San Francisco. <laughs> we, did, when we did a live show in San Francisco, and David Wilde's here. He was uh, he was my co-host for that with Sammy Hagar. We put Kyle. Kyle was literally back in the corner. <laughs> And it was, and then when I, I didn't think anything of it until people started to post pictures on Facebook, and Kyle's just like back, like, just like, <laughs> playing the music and working harder than anyone on stage. And uh, I'm sorry about that. So no, that's, that's fine. You're, you're right up front now, but we do keep you low. Yeah. I'm, I'm not willing to let put you at the same height as everyone else. That's okay. Okay. Eventually, though, we'll get you up here. Okay. All right. So. We're going to talk about David Bowie tonight. We're going to be playing David Bowie music. You're going to hear some, uh, some David Bowie songs live. The songs you're going to hear live tonight will blow Lady Gaga off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> right. Lori Bowers here. Lori, you were, uh, you were a guest when I did a David Bowie show a couple years ago. What did you think, and be honest, what did you think of Lady Gaga? It was awful. Okay, that's what Lori Bowers said. And Lori Bower, you're you're the number one Bowie fan of all time. You are. Did you did you did you cry when you heard? No, I cried. Did you cry after Lady Gaga? <laughs> no, not cry after Lady Gaga. But when you when you heard that David passed. I called out. You never You called out sick from work. What do you do for a living? You worked at UCLA and you said, "Fuck this bullshit. I'm gonna stay home and I'm gonna listen to Diamond Dogs nonstop all day long. That's what I'm gonna do." I I understand that though. I don't know who it'll be that passes that I'll call out. Maybe my wife. Maybe when you when you pass, I'll call out, and then we'll do a show about you. That's not happening before you do. I know, because I robbed the cradle by about a year. Um, but anyway, we're gonna play some music tonight. I'm gonna give you some uh, some fun facts about David Bowie right now. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, David Bowie had a secretary named Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy had a secretary named Bowie. There's one that doesn't work. Kyle, mark that time code. Okay. We'll get rid of that one. Uh, no, David, uh, he was born David Robert Jones. Changed his name from David Jones, so he wouldn't be confused with actually, seriously, Davy Jones of the Monkees, because the Monkees were, were hot back then. Monkees are still hot. Those guys rock, right? All right. Uh, Elvis loved the song Golden Years so much that before he died, he had asked Bowie if he would produce his next album. Yeah. True. Not like that Kennedy thing. These things are true. Backing vocals on the Young Americans album uh, were done by a, a then unknown Luther Vandross. Yeah, rock and peace Luther Vandross. Two guys that aren't here with us. Damn it. Damn it. Why didn't we do a Luther Vandross thing tonight? What did you say, Mike? The Luther show. When are we going to do the Luther show? I don't know if I know a lot of Luther Vandross music. Should I get to know him a little better? Why don't you talk to more people off mic? All right. <laughs> That's Mike Siegel who knows how to broadcast. Okay. Uh, Bowie plays almost every single instrument on the album Diamond Dogs, including the famous guitar riff from Rebel Rebel. 
I'm waiting for Lori to go. That's not true. That's not true. These are all these are all good right now so far, right? I think Lori called out of this bit. <laughs> there you go. That's why you're here. You get your one laugh a night. Now shut it down. Okay? All right. Let's uh, let's go. I'm gonna bring my first uh, first co-host up here right now. We I don't want to have everyone up on stage uh, at a time talking over each other. I can do that myself. So uh, first one we're bringing up the handsome uh, Mr. Mike Siegel. Come on up here, Mike. Now, Mike, you're drinking already. I know with that, that's a gateway drug for you. That's going right into doing some snow in the back alley. <laughs> that's true. In the back alley. Mike said... It's happy hour, buddy. He, has a, he had a cocaine <clears throat> problem for a while. You're on the mend right now, right? I talked about doing once in my life, and it forever will be my burden on this show. Now, I brought the list. I brought the list. Once in my life. But you did it for... It was like a binge. You did it once, but then you did it for like... Five or six days in a row. And I say this every time. Murray has done every drug known to man. He gets a pass on this show. Kai, you need to listen to the songs, even though they're right in front of me? He does need that. Uh, so, Mike, you told me, I brought you up first because of all my co-hosts. You told me that you're... You're like, uh, you're not deep into building. I'm a surface fan, I, I, like I can say. I, I like it, and uh, but I've never really dug deep. I, I'm fully admitting that right now. Uh, so I am probably the, the most ignorant of the group here, but I always liked him. Yeah. Liked, liked what I heard, but I, I just like never dug... Doug Huge into so, it. Uh, so some of the songs, the songs you picked are great tunes. Right? Yeah, the ones that when you said, uh, let's you know pick a handful of them, I gave you the ones that uh, that immediately sprung to my mind. You gave me and, a list of, uh, of about seven. I whittled that down to four that I enjoyed. <laughs> That's true. And uh, so before we start, I do want to, the first song we're going to play is actually one of my choices. And this is the great thing about this podcast when you do it live, is that people will now just stare at us. Yes, while, we, while the music actually plays, and we are doing nothing on stage. It's more of an audible uh, medium, yeah, we really. Can what we're... We can we can air drum, I guess. We could do stuff like that, but then we'll just look foolish. <laughs> but uh, the first song I'm going to play is from uh, 1967. This is David Bowie's self-titled album called, I think, David Bowie. It's called David Bowie, yes. Just look through your window. Look outside. Little me is waiting, standing through the night. When you walk out through your door, I'll wave my flag and shout. Baby, my burning desire started on Sunday. Give me your heart and I'll love you till Tuesday. Da -da -da -da. I can see why he wanted to avoid the Davy Jones yes. uh, comparison with that, exactly. right? This is obviously they were trying to, whoever was in charge of this person's career at the time, they were obviously trying to um, make him be like a, a teeny pop. Yeah, it was a pop. Uh, come, yeah, absolutely. Dean Arthrop. I do like that song, and I do like that first album. It uh, doesn't sound anything like anything that came afterwards. No. But uh, I enjoyed that. So do you think his, uh, the really what he turned the corner was Hunky Dory, when he kind of like went from that into what he was going to be? Well, now, Mike, you're asking me questions that I'm not prepared to answer. <laughs> okay. So uh, I could easily say, yeah, and then uh, Lori Bauer will give me the head shake, no. But, uh, By all means, let's keep Lori off mic. <laughs> The one who knows the most of anyone here. And let's send... Should I turn the chair over to Lori? Yeah, and then let's send April to Europe, when she is not here. The uh, one who knows probably the second most. Well, Hunky Dory is, is a fantastic album. Yeah. I didn't pick anything from that, but um, yeah, that, that was the one where I thought... And that was his third? 
Third? No. Hunky Dory? Fourth? Oh, it's like fifth, I think. By all means, um, Mike, talk to Lori. Yeah, I know, kidding. Right okay. Um, so anyway, what's up? Well, first of all, I'm drinking a white Russian tonight. Folks, if you go and get a white Russian, please do what I did. Order it as a thin white Duke. I'm, uh, I You've changed it? Uh, yeah, this is a thin white Duke just for these uh, 60 minutes of science. Right. So, um, Mike, what <laughs> or as the Lebowski would call it, the uh, a Caucasian. Okay, go ahead. What do you got for us? Uh, I, uh, this is one of the first ones that came to mind, and this is one of my favorite songs of his of all time. This is uh, Gene Genie. Small Gene Genie, snuck off to the city, strung out on lasers, slashed back blazers, ate all your razors while pulling the waders, talking about Monroe, walking on Snow White. So go, go, and everything tastes nice. Poor little greenie. Right? That's a winner. And that was uh, recorded right after, that was on the Aladdin Sane album. Right, 1973. But it was recorded in late 72 when, while he was on tour in America. He recorded in the U.S. So? <laughs> I have a thing called Wikipedia. <laughs> and it makes me very smart. Um, what do you think of, the first thing I think about David Bowie when I, when I think of David Bowie, uh, how many times did I say David Bowie in one sentence? No, the first thing I think about is that fucking hair. Oh my God! And you can do anything with that hair. It's like you. Anything you want to do? Spike it, grow it long, color it. It's gorgeous. I love that hair. It's beautiful hair. Both. I'm kind of falling in love with you right now. Speaking um, of hair, I hope no one runs the uh, the photo of the one time that you and I dyed our hair blonde. Oh, please do. That was a, uh, that was a good look for us. That was a huge mistake. Yeah. That was, uh, the, yeah. It was the 90s, man. Siegel, Jews should not be. No, yeah, come on. It's not a good thing. I don't know. I'd like to see David Wilde with a nice big blonde mane. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's hiding under that hat every time. David Wilde, by the way, a surprise sighting here. I didn't know he was mm -hmm. going to be. We're going to get him on. He, Probably the guy who knows more than anything. He on the, in the song from an album that none of us touched. Oh, great. Okay. He also has a, has a couple of David Bowie stories, but right now he's narrowing that down in his head to the best one. Okay. Right? I know one, you told me David Bowie took you to Pink's Hot Dogs. Okay, we will be hearing that later. Yes, okay. Okay, so you right. you're up now or me again? Uh, I'll let you're my you're my uh, you're my guy up here right now. I like you. Okay. Let's hear another song from you. I'm gonna go straight to my um, favorite album, uh, Ziggy Stardust, which the album that kind of really broke them wide open. Especially in America, and this is immediately the first one that came to my mind after Gene Genie was uh, Suffragette City. I used to sing this as a kid, hey, just because I like to say Wayne Bam, thank you. Leave me alone, you know. Hey, man. <laughs> well, Henry, get off the phone. I got to pay, man. I've got this pain in my face. This mellow fat chick just put my spine out of place. Hey, man. My school is insane. Hey, man. My work's down the drain. Hey, man. Well, she's a total blam blam. She said she had to squeeze it, but she had I love the guitar in it. 
Yeah. Um, Mick Ronson, who I'm a big fan of. I love, just something about his guitar sound that I really, really love. Is Mick still the, with us? David? Is he a rocking... He is not uh, still with us. Jesus, rocking okay. peace to him too. Everyone, everyone I talk about, it's rocking peace. Better hope I don't say anyone's name that's here. Gordon <laughs> Bauer, be safe. <laughs> Anything can happen out there. The roads are treacherous, and I've said your name 97 times. Well, my next one was actually from the same album too. And so let's take a break from that album. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> no, I want to, Kyle. If you could play, uh, this is one of my picks. This is from 1977. This is from the album Low, and this is Sound and Vision. Ah. Don't you wonder sometimes vision. she get some Every, notions like this in her head? I don't head. know where she gets that uh, brand of humor. But, uh, <laughs> but no matter when that song's on, that's it. She'll immediately run out of wherever she is and sing me those lines. What do your uh, kids, when they hear stuff like this, and they are how old again? They're 11 and 15. Okay. Now, their musical tastes, I don't know. But uh, when they hear your stuff and things like this, are they into it? Do they not I, get they, it? I think they like some of it, but they... Obviously, they'll tell me they hate all of it. <laughs> right. Because they can't, you know. What about when Daddy plays UFO? What happens in the house then? Oh, when Daddy plays uh, the British hard rock uh, quartet UFO, <laughs> that's when his wife will say, who's this? And I'll go, this is UFO. And I'm really excited because I think that she's into it. And she'll go, yeah, they're not very good, are they? <laughs> you suck. Uh, I just like hearing that story. Hit us up with another one. This is a... Okay, off the same one. album. This is... Um, one that, uh, for some reason, whenever I hear it, no matter where I'm at, it's just like, if there's a volume knob, it just whew, goes to 11. This is Moon Age Daydream. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa coming for you. I'm the space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. Keep your mouth shut. Just walk like a There's big favorite things about that song is like at the end speaking of Mick Ronson is about a, a minute and a half guitar solo at the end it's just awesome it's awesome not so much a drum solo but <laughs> okay uh, my kids do know this song because it was on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack oh okay what's and this because one because they say alligator in it so they think it's a children's song <laughs> right off the bat right like, oh animals uh, and then she talks about her blue poo again <laughs> 
It's a sharp kid. Sharp kid. You. I got to tell you. <laughs> you don't have to tell us. No, no, I have to. She stops up the toilet with every sitting. <laughs> really? I'm kidding. Yeah. What is she? What are you feeding her? I don't know what she's doing. I think you got to feed her less hay. I think what she does is, she doesn't. She won't. She's so into everything she's doing. I don't think she poos for like four days. <laughs> then what she does, it's, it's a disaster. I taught her actually last night, and my wife, you know, I did. I taught her how to plunge last night. I go, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> You're 11. I can't keep plunging the toilet. And she's like, I don't want to do it. I go, you think I want to do it? <laughs> so we went in there, and we, I had her lift it up, and I had her gently put the thing in there, and plunged it down and uh and she wasn't she did it but she wasn't happy about it. <laughs> but, uh, i think uh, i think her stopping up the toilet i think it's gonna stop now yeah it's like rubbing a dog's nose in it. <laughs> i think we're done hey mike we're uh, we're gonna let you play one more song okay thank and you and uh i am gonna bring up our uh, our musical guest okay so most of my stuff came from around the same era early 70s but mm-hmm. this uh i'm going all the way to the 90s late 90s and uh he combined uh, with uh your man, yeah, Trent Reznor, with uh, I'm Afraid of Americans. This is from 1997. Yeah. This is a jam. Yeah. Um, definitely different sounds. A really cool video, by the way. It's a great video. I wanted to get uh, Kyle's opinion on this one, since you are the Trent Reznor man. What did you think of that when that came out? Yeah, I, uh, no, I like that song. That's great. All right. All right. Well, thank you for your input there, uh, Kyle. That was... Uh... Seems better to talk to Rory Bowden. <laughs> I know. My favorite song from, uh, from Earthling is, uh, is uh, Little Wonder. I love that song. Yeah, that's, a, that's another good one. And uh, you know who's afraid of Mexicans? Donald Trump. So that's, uh, maybe Reznor gonna... uh, will want to hook up with Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, jump on that but bandwagon. You're singing? You're afraid of Mexicans? <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Mario. My friend. <laughs> you know what's good on an empty stomach? A thin white duke. Mm-hmm. It's going down really nice on my empty stomach. Everyone, big round of applause for Mike Seaver. Thank good you. Job, Mike. All right, house band, let's take your positions. House band. Former, former guest of the show, Heather Stewart. This is her most recent CD, What It Is. Mine's autographed because I'm a weirdo. Hey, friends, sign That's my thing. So cool. Uh, Heather, your music's on iTunes, so people can seek it out. It is on iTunes, it's on Amazon, and I think it's actually cheaper on Amazon. I don't know how that happens. crazy. Yeah. I'm going to put my mic down, I'll let you introduce the other people, okay. and I'm going to take a seat, I'm going to enjoy this. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Heather Stewart. Uh, this is my husband, Alex Albrecht, on the djembe. And playing the awesome electric guitar over there is uh, Chris Nordlinger. Did Lori leave? That's probably good. <laughs> I don't want her judging, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, um, so we're gonna sing a song called Heroes. And I just uh, heard this cool story by him, uh, David Bowie, that said that he um, sang this song when the wall was actually coming down in 1989. And he could hear the people on the other side of the wall singing it, so 
I thought that was a very cool thing. So here we go. She's I'm mostly worried about Lori. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. All right. 
Uh, now, Heather, you actually, you, you've never performed that song live before, so when I asked never. you to do this tonight, you had to learn the two songs. You picked your own songs. I didn't say, you're going to do this. No. You will do less dance. I almost did Sound and Vision. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. I wouldn't have played Sound and Vision had I known you were doing Sound and Vision. Are you, are you thinking your choice, did you make the wrong choice? No, no, okay. no, no. And Jean Genie, but there were too many words to learn. Well, you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit more if you think you can work it out in your head and come back and maybe do a, another set. By the way, well, we're gonna um, every time a, uh, a famous rock star dies this year, we're gonna do a live show. So we'll probably be doing a weekly show here because uh, it's not been good so far. I would be if I was a rock, famous rocker, I would just stay home in a recliner and do nothing, no touring, no anything. I'm gonna sit here and live out my life. Count my, count my money. Yeah, Vanity died. I know. Can you believe that? She's a nasty girl. I know. Maybe that's why she died. No. Some disease. She was a nasty Christian girl. You think? Oh, she. Oh, she was at born again, right? All right. Speaking of nasty Christian girls, <laughs> that's a perfect segue to my uh, to my next co-host. Uh, I love this person so much. She makes me laugh all the time. She sends me uh, the wild. Oh, there you are. She sends me the uh, wildest texts that I love. And uh, and it's Christy Stratton, everybody. Big round of applause for Christy Stratton. A video package? What? No, I just I, I, I can just perfect, step on stage. I got the perfect Christy Stratton call before the show. She was looking for valet parking. Oh. And that's the perfect... And shaking my fist in the air at you. I, well, after I got that call, I thought to myself, I bet she valet parks at her house. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the ultimate luxury, everyone, huh? Christine, let's, uh, I, didn't really, like, I didn't really give you any intro to, to, to talk about What? Bit, it's fine. It's fine. She does stuff. Uh. <laughs> Christy, you have... Uh, no, Mike's a host. He's in commercials. He's all over the place. Okay. If you've seen that, Lee, La, La Quinta, is it called La Quinta, Mike? Yeah. Mario, how do I say that? You, uh, you, you said it correctly. I did. <laughs> uh, you're in that commercial where you, uh, you swim with the sharks. That's true. All right, cool. All right. So, he, so Mike does that. Thank um, you. How, how's the mailbox money on that? Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, but Christy, you, uh, you, you're a writer. You wrote on King of the Hill. Yes. You wrote on Awkward. I did. You, uh, what did they call you, the writer, the Texas, the writers from Texas? They called us the Texperts. The Texperts, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, Who came up with that title? Did you, did you no, coin that phrase? No, no. Can I say you did? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you have a web series out. Very, yes. Very popular web series. Sure. Everyone's crazy but us on Funny or Die or YouTube, whatever. And who's it? We got, got some names. In Janet Varney and Diedrich Bader. Jeff and Jethro in there from the Beverly Hillbillies. That's movie. right. Other things. <laughs> I just like to call him Jethro because I like the look on your face when I say that. All right. It's exciting, Pat. My husband is here watching. You know, he's never even heard us do a podcast together. And he'll never listen again. And he doesn't know, like, <laughs> our bits. No. You know, the bits that only you and I do. You know, like how I always say that I'm your favorite. Did you not, I know. Did you not listen to the <laughs> Easton episode even? He's, he's busy. He's busy. He's, his commute is only like two hours, so he doesn't have time. He's a sports guy, though. He's not really a, a music guy, per se. Right. Yes. So he's listening to, I don't know, updates of scores. Sure. Uh, who's, who's running the ball and passing. And catching it and retrieving. And I'm am, I am not a sports guy. Like, no. I don't even know who won the Super Bowl. It's the uh, right? Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Team. Okay. All right. they're, and they're, their quarterback is that he's that guy with the big head. Yes. Yeah, that's as far as I get. And the checkered past. The checkered, ooh, what do you do? Oh, let's talk. I'd rather talk about David Bowie. <laughs> so, uh, so, Christy, you have some great songs. Yes. Well, here's the thing. 
In the 70s, when I was a child, mm -hmm. I was all about Saturday Night Fever. I was all about Chipmunk Punk. <laughs> all about Disco Mickey Mouse. And I remember watching Saturday Night Live and there was this man in this suit and it was scary to me. John like Lee? I John was... He's dressed like a bee. I was, the whole thing, just, uh, it frightened me. Yeah. And so it took a while for me to kind of get into Bowie, even with Let's Dance, that China Girl video with the nails and the lipstick and the, and the noodles being thrown. It was all a little, like I, I was... Violent. I, well, and I just, I felt like I couldn't, there wasn't any access points for me. It was a little scary. I was, I'm, I'm a very timid person by nature anyway, but especially then. But, and this is why I chose this couple of songs. Um, filmmaker John Hughes, in a couple of his movies, referenced David Bowie. And I kind of, that was my entry point. And this first one that I'm going to play, Young Americans, is uh, played during a wonderful movie, Sixteen Candles. And there's just a wonderful American scene with a family getting into the, the station wagon, preparing to go to a wedding. And it's so perfect for that scene. And um, so I brought it here today. Pulled in just behind the bridge He lays her down He frowns My life's a funny thing Am I still too young? He kissed the girl and there She took his ring Took his babies It took him minutes Took her nowhere Heaven knows he's a taken in a thing She was a young American in 1984. What movie was it? That was 16 Candles. Yeah, you said that already. Yes, and then 1985, the following year, was The Breakfast Club, which opened with a quote, and these children that you spit on as they try to change their world are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. And I'm sitting in the theater. I'm 15 years old. I'm on my first car date with Warren Snyder, who ended up doing a beer bong and vomiting in the parking lot later. But... But having that, like, oh my gosh, I'm so in this. I'm so in this moment. I'm relating to this. I, and that movie, by the way, I don't know if you have seen it lately. It still holds up rock solid. It's amazing. What about when oh. you and the glass breaks? That's not realistic. Uh, okay, but it's it's a you give that a buy. Like there's certain of his movies that you give little buys here and there because the heart and the soul and the comedy and the characters behind them are so great. What about but, all those actors were in their 30s? You don't know. It wasn't like Stalker Channing was like 30 in Greece. So I had a, uh, a Breakfast Club poster in my room. Oh, so. so. Let me ask you a question. Though. Oh, yes. Let me ask you a question. All right, but the, the song is right. Okay. The song's, it's the song's right. It's okay. 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 Um, <laughs> did you ever have detention hall? Never. Not once. Goody two shoes. Yeah. Well, you were sneaky and you were caught doing stuff. Well, I did get in trouble once senior year, but it's not. This isn't about me. This is not about me. It's about David Bowie. I just knew. But if you were in detention, mm. you would have been the Molly Ringwald. Yeah, but I never like won anything. Like won the pres, you know, president of this or the princess of that. That wasn't my. Like I wanted it, but that was never. 
I couldn't identify with any of the guys in that movie, though, because I wasn't, I wasn't the, I wasn't Judd Nelson, I okay. wasn't Jock, and I wasn't, uh, I hope I wasn't, that nerdy okay. guy. I might have been Ali Sheedy. Okay. I think I was Ali Sheedy. All right. All right. Anyway, this is Changes. Dismissive. Dismissive of my... The ripples change the size, but never leave the stream of warm permanence. And so the days float through my eyes, but still the days seem the same. And these children that you spit on as they try to change their worlds are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware. I mean, I'm, a ki- I'm 15 again, yeah. you know? Don't tell them to grow up and out of it. Oh, I can remember my mom being like, you're going to get over your love of the cars. You're going to, you'll see. And ha ha. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Go right? Hell, lady. <laughs> Let's call her up. Right? Let's That's do it. Oh, That's no. Oh, honey. Oh, that would, no. It would be a big problem for everyone. For everyone. For oh. Who are you wearing tonight? I believe this is an APC denim blouse with the Marc Jacobs necklace. Lovely. And the shoes are, are Melissa. You know, Melissa does those plastic shoes that smell good. I know that's a crazy thing. Her name is Melissa. Her shoes smell good. So they don't smell like a rubbery plastic? No, they're fragrant. No, 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 no. I can't, I can't. I should never have opened that door. I love smelling Oh, Pat. All right, well, my next thing, because are you going to pepper in with this, or do I just go ahead? I don't want to waste, I don't like to waste people's time, you know me, I want to keep it oiling. Well, I don't want to bore people. To me, that's the biggest sin, is boring people. I don't think you're bored. And you know what, to me, the greatest thing to do is to bore people. Well, you kind of like the performance art of it. Like, uh, how far can I push this? Before people just start throwing things. It's the comedy podcast for all things music. Both new, mm-hmm, that's debatable. Yeah. But definitely classic. Ah, <laughs> <But>, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you got to pepper a little bit of... Uh, of our personal little, lives. A little bit in there. All right. Gary, you got to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I swear he's got, he's got, he's got, he's like, he's like the guy that has an AM radio. He's listening to the ball game. If you get up and cheer, all of a sudden, I'm going to know you're listening to sports. And I've said this before. He's a Mets and Jets fan. So, by the way, raised in New York, and he's not for the Giants and the, the, the Yankees. That would be too easy. Yeah. It's Mets and Jets. It's sad around our house a lot. It is filled with anguish and disappointment much of the year. Um, but he's the, it makes me love the underdog. Right, honey? We love the underdog. See, Gary, with music, music always wins, Gary. <laughs> music always wins. Your team in music always is winning. 
I told. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so your oh, next so your my next, next song. Okay. So Bowie, what I liked about him, and I'm I'm not as deep into fandom as as a lot, but yeah. what I love about him is he his he does covers. And not every band does. And I think it just gives him like a little air of whimsy because a lot of this stuff is very serious and very, but I love that, hey, and I'm going to throw in a cover of something. And I tried to kind of look through the ones that I did know and I didn't know. And I have to say, this is my favorite. I came to this song. It's called It Ain't Easy from Ziggy Stardust from uh, Long John Baldry, Mm -hmm. who I got into because, you know, the Led Zeppelin guys like him. And then I thought that was so interesting that he covered it. And it's a great song and many people have covered it. And it's called It Ain't Easy by a guy named Ron Davies, by the way, wrote it. Yeah, it was coming for you. It was ready. I knew. I knew it was coming. I was very excited, and then when it happened, I would have held on a little tighter. Yeah, right. Mm. What? Um, you're very. You're going very quick with your segment. Well, again, I just. I don't want to bore people. There's like 17 of us, and I want to get to those beautiful songs. That was amazing. Like I'm like. uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, But do you have dinner reservations somewhere? What's? I mean, something's. No. You need to get out of here. I no, think. I don't. I don't. I just, I don't. I'm not indulgent. And I'm not like, hey, listen to me. I've got lots of things to say. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to indulge me. But, uh, but there's a, we, have a, we have a time limit we have to fill. Oh, all right. So just, and Murray's not here. Like her, Murray's here. Murray finally got here. Oh. Murray's all right. Here. He's the biggest he found parking. Of, the, of the bunch of you, so I'm letting him close it out. All right. So, uh, so I'll just take take more and more time. Just... Shooting the shit with you. All right, all right, all right. Um, My last song. Okay. It's a great one. Uh, It's a great one. And when I found out no one was doing it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I want to relate, like, a story from today. I read an amazing article, y'all, on um, the Silence of the Lambs today, on just the making of it. And in it, it was really all about the collaboration of all of the all of the pieces of the puzzle to make this beautiful movie. And I think this song uh, is a perfect example of when collaboration is at its highest order in a moment in time where just something amazing and beautiful happens. And in this case, it's between Queen and David Bowie, and it's under pressure. Speech. 
was trying to read up on how it was. <laughs> but they, okay. it's a, 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 like no one can give the straight answers like where the lyrics came yeah. from or what the, and that's a true collaboration yes. when no one knows like what, who contributed what, and then just that beautiful, you know, piece of perfection comes out of it. And and it's nice that no one like not not one side didn't claim credit. Well, we we came up with all of it. And then he came. They were totally right. Like, hey, right, they were like, we went to lunch and we came back and, and John Deacon or Deacon John. John Deacon. Okay. Why did didn't he at some point go by Deacon the John? First album, he was Deacon. John. Okay. Okay. Um, like, oh, he thought of this thing and then we forgot it after lunch and then someone else remembered it and then it just so and the 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 scatting is apparently yeah. they they just laid that down and um, then made the lyrics up to it on top of it, but they kind of still kept some of that in there, which I thought was really cool. I would love to hear isolated vocals on this. I don't know where to go to find something oh, like that. Oh, oh, Pat, there there's a way. There? Oh, really? There's a thing called the YouTube. Oh my God, and fantastic. you go there and you just, anything you want to watch. Well, that's where I go to see my web series, for sure. The YouTube. It's sure, yes. Uh, here's the thing with me and Under Pressure. It's, okay. Um, I often try to think of a song, like I'm like, is there one song out there? Is there a song that exists that everyone likes? That everyone likes. Uh huh. And to me, I always think, I think everyone likes Under Pressure. Yeah. Raise right? Get them up. I mean, and you guys, like, it peaked at number 29. That's bullshit. I mean, like, Cisco had bigger hits than that. I mean, right? Like, it's so Songs interesting to me. Songs were big. <laughs> it's so interesting to me how that, how that happens. It's also a double rock and piece on that song. Oh, sure, yeah. Freddie and, and Fred, Freddie died, what, 30 years ago? I don't know. Lots, yeah, lots of years. We've been without him for many years, sadly. Crazy. Yeah. But yet, I hear Bohemian Rhapsody on classic rock radio daily. Daily. And they can dig a little deeper into that Queen catalog. For sure. That. For sure. There's other songs out there. Yeah. All right. Well, Chrissy. Yeah. Yay. Oh. Thank you all for coming. You came prepared. With the notebook With the notes and the thing, you and I'm timely. Noise. Yes. You weren't like Siegel that just went, I like this song. Play it. So thank you very much. Oh, oh. He knows I'm kidding. No, no, we used to be roommates. No, no, for 25 years. Hope yourself down. Easy, easy. Watch it, watch it, Grandma. Okay. <laughs> Chrissy Stratton, one more time, everybody. I'm only looking at the time because I want to make sure. Okay. Uh, look. We, uh, we're going to hear one more song, but before we hear that song, I would like to invite uh, Mr. David Wilde to the stage. David, come on up here. You may know David Wilde. He's a contributing editor to Rolling Stone magazine. Would that be correct, David? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm looking for a place behind Kyle. I, I, no, you sit right I, here. No, I refuse. I no. blocked him in San Francisco. No, sit right here. You're fine. You can't go over there. There's no microphone over there. I'm taking the mic there. I'm not going to go in front of Mr. Kyle ever again. Are you going to stand behind that chair and hold the mic? I am. That's what I'm going to do. Don't step on those foot pedals. And Kyle is going to lip sync my anecdotes and name drops. So, David, you are exhausted right now because all... How many weeks have you been writing uh, and doing, preparing the Grammys? Writer and a producer on the Grammys. Uh, I went right from Pitbull's New Year's Eve uh, revolution. I want to get the title right. It's an important piece of art. Uh, <laughs> To uh, into Grammy zone, so yeah, I'm I'm tired. If I sit, I will fall asleep right now. One more thing, I gotta give you one more one more plug real quick. If you guys haven't seen the CNN documentaries for the '60s and the '70s, you gotta watch those things. David is all over them. He's fantastic. He, he's knowledgeable, and uh, he brings a credibility to those things that uh, that Tom Hanks must enjoy. Yeah, he needed my uh, help and to bolster <laughs> his image.
I'm hoping uh, 80s, 80s is something. coming. 80s coming in uh, just a month or two. The 80s? Are you in the 80s too? Oh, I am the 80s. <laughs> no, I actually, you know, when we did the uh, 60s, uh -huh. it created the impression among like the old Jews at the Mohan Tennis Club that I'm older than I am. <laughs> they, they think they, it may, and I was like, just get me to the fucking 70s because that's my sweet spot. Yeah. Bowie, get me to the 70s and. Then when they said we're gonna do the 80s, I was like, no, no, I, I hate the 80s. I, and like someone like Bowie, like let's dance, that's like shows his genius because he managed to take what was most interesting about the 80s right. but actually make good art as opposed to all the shit that you like. Yeah. Uh, all the bad metal and... What bad metal? Name a bad metal all, that I play. Everything that you like. Yeah, no, not UFO. UFO is fantastic. Oh, That's my wife. I'm so glad. I thought Mike had OD'd during yeah, the... Yeah, uh, Mike, are you still with yeah, us? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought he shot up. Mary, yeah, Mary, keep an eye on him, man. Keep his sleeves down. Um, so, so he doesn't shoot up. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Not good? Good. Kyle, mark that down. Another edit. Uh, so, David, do you want to tell your your story about uh, David Bowie, or do we want to hear the song first that you chose? Uh, I'll tell the story first, okay. if that's okay. Um, I, I I think it's sort of like the theory of rock and roll relativity that at the lowest point in David Bowie's life and career. My wife says you need to talk into the mic a little closer. At the lowest point, uh, in an in example of rock and roll, uh, the theory of relativity, the lowest point of David's career. Uh, and maybe the highest point of my career is when we intersected. And I'm I honestly, all rock solid comedy aside, like he's, uh, he was one of my heroes and he was the, and I said this to anyone before he passed, he was the most intelligent, elegant, uh, remarkable artist I ever met. Far and away, 100%. Uh, and uh, was that for me or saying that or for him being, okay, in any case. Uh, but in any case, he was at the point where um, uh, I had seen anyone here go see the Glass Spider tour. Okay, uh, that was the only point in my life where I ever saw Bowie really go wrong. Uh, I, I have a vivid memory of seeing him, I think it was the Meadowlands in New Jersey, and I'm pretty sure, hey, was it for Jersey? Uh, <laughs> Exactly, yeah, exactly, and the all the great, great all, venue, dude, great and, and all the mobsters buried underneath. Uh, but I, do, I I vividly remember that there was a couple barbecuing next to me. They were so bored by the show, and it was it just was the one time where he seemed to go wrong. Although he had Peter Frampton, Frampton on guitar. guitar, and in fact, I talked to Frampton not a few months back again before David passed, because uh, Frampton's father was Bowie's teacher. And uh, he loved him, and that was one of the, they had this connection. And he told me, you know, Bowie was always the most intelligent, eleg elegant person. When I met him, I, the first thing I said to him at the end of the first day was, I thought I was meeting Ziggy Stardust, and I feel like I'm meeting James Mason. Because he was, <laughs> he was a leading man. He was unbelievably stylish, funnier than you, a, anyone ever knew, uh, and quirky when you wanted him to be. Like, uh, uh, the day we met, I think we met at his publicist office, a guy named Mitch Schneider, and by coincidence, Tom Petty was also represented. And he seemed to, I think he was there when I was given a gift from Tom Petty had sent a peace pipe, an Indian traditional peace pipe, because the cover story I'd written on him had come out. And so Bowie saw this, and I saw a little. Well, did you guys, did you have an argument with Tom Petty? Why would he give you a peace pipe? No, it was just, in other words, saying, I hate journalists, but now you're okay you're with okay. me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but in any case, <laughs> Bowie saw this, and a month or two later when this story came out on Tin Machine, which is what I'm t here to talk about, 
the only one who would stand up for Tim Machine. Uh, the only time that David played with two sons of, uh, of uh, Soupy Sales. Uh, actually, not the only time. He did it with Iggy Pop, too. That's, I'm sorry. Uh, but in any case, after the story came out, uh, he, he uh, called me like a number of times saying, did you get the gift? And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? Did you get the gift? It turned out that when he was in, in Indonesia on some kind of tour, mm -hmm. he bought me a fetal pig in fluid under glass. And uh, it, it, there was a whole series of flurry of calls and letters. And apparently, uh, US Customs would never allow in the fetal pig, which I, at the time, was very happy about. Because yeah. I did not want to accept this gift. What do you do with it? It's in your house. Well, now I would put it on eBay. You know, sure. it would be very, very valuable. In fact, it's funny. I thought of that when he when he passed. Uh, I was on the way to the airport to pick up my son from a late night uh, from a debate tournament, and my son walked off the plane crying because he loved Bowie. He's sort of into adventurous music, so uh -huh. I, I was like proud of him to care. And I thought maybe he lost the debate. That too, okay. that too. I'm sorry. This is way too long. Too many stories. That's I can fun. stop. Yeah, but in any case, I remembered that when he married Iman, he made this private issue of a thing called the wedding album that I think eventually came out maybe in some other way. But he sent me one, and I was like, I got to find that, because emotionally I just wanted to find it, that I hadn't screwed up and lost it. But also, I did later think, that's probably worth a lot. But uh, <laughs> uh, I found it, and I'm never going to sell it. Uh, but in any case, he was... We're not giving that away tonight as a prize? That's a great idea. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he was amazing. He, uh, he took me to Pink's. He took me to Shandara, where there was a picture of him with Mick Jagger and some Thai waitresses looking very, very cozy. Uh, he introduced me to Little Richard, which I was like... And he, I mean, and, and from 19... I guess it was... I met him when the first Tim Machine album, which I'm going to play a song from, came out in New York. But then when I was doing the story, I, I started talking to him, I think, from like 91 to 2005. Fairly often, he would have me write his bios, you know, for albums and song by songs and different things. I remembered like last at the Grammys, uh, Monday? Yeah, two days ago, I saw Mark Ronson, who was my former intern at Rolling Stone, and remembered, uh, you know, who was winning the Grammy with yeah. Bruno Mars, and I remembered, like, being in the studio with him when he was doing Black Tie, White Noise, and it was Sean Lennon, who he kind of adopted as, like, you know, when John died, he, just to show what a great guy he was, he really took it upon took himself, took him under his wing, and Mark Ronson was Sean's friend, I believe, and we were playing pool, or I was watching them play pool, and uh, it, yeah, a lot of memories flooded back uh, recently. It's almost as if you're making these stories up. I'm only making about half. It's a fetal pig. It's a you and Bowie are in a buddy cop movie. I exactly, mean, exactly. It's, it's insane. Oh, and the last one, this is the best one. Uh, this is like a medley of stories. I love it. I'm sorry. The last story is that. You're a journalist. you got to edit yourself. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop <laughs> now. Uh, Don't groan. He knows I'm kidding. He, um... Uh, Kyle, you can lip sync this one. Uh, Bowie came out to me as a Jew. Oh. Uh, he said to me about halfway through the story, I don't know how he picked up on the fact that I might be Jewish. Uh, <laughs> but despite my Nord Nord Nordic style, uh, he goes, uh, David, you know, uh, I just found out I'm a Jew. And he had found out something on his mother's side, I think it was. Uh, so I don't know if it was true. I don't know if it was like the fetal pig, an act of performance art. But it was, uh, I, I will take credit for David Bowie being a Jew. <laughs> and, and so the song I'm playing is 
uh, a song that sort of typifies that sort of time when I did get to talk to him a lot, when I was privileged to talk to him a lot. And uh, the song was, I, it's called Amazing from the Tin Machine, the first Tin Machine record, which I still love. Uh, 1989, it's a great yeah, album. A great album. Uh, I met him on the second one, Tin Machine 2. Not as quite not as good. Same. Both produced by Tim Palmer. Yeah, and the first one, but this song is just a, it's not necessarily typical, but David was always ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. I mean, he actually made the curve that everyone else went on, but this time he was sort of, he, I think what had happened was he realized Let's Dance sort of confused him. He wanted to be successful in a time. He had never really thought about being as big as he could be, and I think at that moment, for whatever financial reasons, divorce reasons, whatever, I think he, he went to Niles and Nile Rogers and said, let's, let's do something really here. Made a great record, but it was so big, it sort of diverted him a little bit for yeah. a couple of years. So I think he was listening, I, I know he would talk about like the Pixies and the Smiths, and he, he wanted to, and I think he began to hear what grunge was, you know, he was ahead of grunge, but he, he knew things first. So he, he basically was trying to get back to basics. And this song is not as back to basics. It's more typical uh, and romantic. It's a beautiful uh, song. It's a beautiful song. And I, always, I, I, I assume it's for Iman. Uh, and uh, it's called Amazing. I think because I talked to him up until about 2005 regularly, never again. I never tried to, and he sort of stopped doing media, and yeah, so I was, yeah. And I think it's because he, when he had whatever heart incident he had, he realized his life was amazing. He loved his wife. He loved being in a family, and I think he basically cut out anything that wasn't that or his art, yeah. and didn't do anything. And it just, to me, that's like the reason I admire him more than anyone else is that he just managed to you know be a pure artist right till the literally to the end in a way no one ever has and I I'm ashamed to say not ashamed to say I was with Pat but we were up in San Francisco at Sketchfest when the uh, when the last album came out and there was no t I was with my son we never listened to it he's going on Sunday. yeah so I had not listened to it until the I get came when we came home the next day yeah. I, I was on a hike and I decided I was going to listen to the album and it it, it, I was so moved by how great he was, literally to the end. Yeah. Uh, and and I, unlike my son, I didn't cry until then, and then I just uh, let it go. So I, uh, I just wanted to be here to watch, but thank you for letting me still name drop a great deal. David Wild, everybody. And then people, uh, TMZ had reported that day that they saw you on a, on a hike and you were, uh, you were a mess. <laughs> Uh, David Wilde's a mess. He might have been hanging out with Mike Siegel and he's coming down <laughs> off of a crazy Coke high. Band? Smoke bomb. Speaking of Coke highs, wow. the band's back. Hey. Hey. Gave us enough time to do a little blow. <laughs> um, 
say so, I was going to say something poignant, but then I didn't. What? Uh, we're going to play a little tune called Rebel Rebel. And I, please, please, please feel free to sing along, because this is just a song I have to. Uh, here we go. Let's do this.
Heather Stewart, everybody. Heather Stewart bringing some class to the event. Anytime I'm not talking, it's classier. And I got a name. And think about this for the band. How about Heather Stewart and the Silver Bullet Band? Think about it. Think about it. Murray, get up here. Come on. Murray Valeriano, everybody. Uh, I want to thank uh, Scott Adams, one of our listeners, who's a, uh, just the biggest David Bowie fan. He uh, directed me to some fun facts about David Bowie. He also wanted me to play a song that we're not going to get to tonight, so my apologies, Scott. Scott wanted to hear Breaking Glass from uh, one of his albums, Low. And, uh, and also apologies to April Richardson, who sent me a bunch of jams, and she wanted to uh, hear, I was going to play The Next Day from the 2013 album the next day but we need we need more murray so murray yes we do i walk in i get bumped by david wilde well, come on what's david going on, on time and you <laughs> it's bad enough i get bumped by dane cook here every saturday night what's great, what's great about gotta get bumped by david wilde who did about as much time as dane <laughs> cook does well and just as funny <laughs> <laughs> what's great is this is the first time you ever headlined the improv <laughs> thank you kyle <laughs> joke i stole it from him Kyle, you're doing a great job tonight. Headline, head, headlining here in July. we got to get that in here right away. Headlining here in July. Okay, okay go on. <laughs> That's a great time. That's summer money. Right. Um, Sorry, when did you quit the biz because you couldn't hack it? Uh, <laughs> I should have, I'm more personality-driven now. You don't know anything about that. <laughs> you have to write your books. Why is Pilar not awing at all the shit you're giving me? You know. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> she talks badly about you constantly. <laughs> all right, let's My wife on. had nothing let's to, but it. good things to say about you. You have great stuff, Murray. You have some really cool songs. You have songs that I didn't even know existed. Oh, really? I didn't want to yes. go that route. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I didn't even know it existed. I took, I, the reason I picked these songs is because it's kind of like a little arc in my life with David Bowie. It's, it's the first song I ever heard by him. Uh -huh. And then uh, kind of like an ending of an era to where when I moved out to California. So uh, it goes from uh, 79 to like 93. Perfect. But the first one, like I got to tell you guys, my dad was a preacher when I was growing up. So um, I didn't hear a lot of music until later in life. So it was literally like Footloose where you grew up. Totally, but not as fun. It <laughs> you didn't cut loose. I didn't cut loose. Footloose? No, I tried to. Right. Good um, So I didn't hear. So I didn't come to music till till later on in life. So the first song uh, I want to play was actually a video up here. It's called DJ. It was out in 1979. I think I probably I saw the video in like 81 I think for the first time and for some reason I was with my dad and my mom and like some friends from church and we were watching this video and at one point during the video he's walking through what we figured was the village in New York but it turns out it was London and that's where all the gays hang out <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. Well, in one part in the in the video, a dude walks up and kisses Bowie on the and my mom was like, "Oh my God, turn this off! It was horrible." So they so they turned it off, and I was like, "Oh man, I really like that song." Oh, I really like to kiss guys. And I like to kiss guys also. That wouldn't come around till college. Uh, so this is DJ, 1979, off the Lodger, right? I always said Lodger. I 
any time codes on that. Sorry about that. Okay. I said, Kyle, play Murray's songs really quickly. <laughs> uh, Christy's not the only one who prepared. <laughs> Thank you. That's just the list that I emailed. No, I put little notes in there, too. Kiss Pat. <laughs> Oh, and Adrian, Adrian. Yell at David Wilde for no reason. Yeah, right. Uh, Go up late. <laughs> dude, the traffic was fucking, I don't want to be like the bitch about traffic guy, but it was awful. Um, and uh, Adrian Ballou on guitar. That's yeah. one thing I like about Bowie. Uh, he really, he seemed to like, he Earl seemed Slick. to use good guitar players throughout his career. Earl Slick. Earl Slick. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on Well, hell, we'll point him out. Dance. Well, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Peace, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Also, Michael Landau played on that, another good guitar player. Michael Landau, Rock and Peace. Which, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying that. Hang on. Brings me to my second song. I can't wait till I can say Just in Peace about you. <laughs> just in Peace? <laughs> oh, thank you, Pilar. I didn't think you liked me anymore. Oh. Um, so that was like 79. Then, obviously, uh, I think. Uh, What's it? David Wilde, right? Is that his name? Uh, brought up uh, Let's Dance. Mm -hmm. And obviously through the 80s, I saw all the videos for David Bowie. And that's when I really got into him. And really, like, I had a picture of him hanging in my locker. I had, I had David Bowie, uh, the Beatles you from... You see it because you were put in that locker almost daily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't fit. I was a little fatty. I couldn't fit in the lockers. Um, so I had the Beatles from the White Album, mm -hmm. you know, cut out. And then David Bowie and then Tony Hawk. Were the three th were the three things I had on there, yeah. Uh, with Christy, you said uh, Tony Hawk went professional in '82, so I think you commented on uh, right. that it was. Yeah, yeah. No, he went. Yeah, yeah. He went. Uh, he went professional in '82. So there you go. I am old, but not that old. Hey, maybe you talk about that on a skateboard podcast. All right. <laughs> Kyle, when's that? Uh, so through all right. So instead of picking the the obvious let's dance uh, 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 songs that you would hear, uh, I picked uh, Cat People, which features uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan on the re-recorded version, I believe. Cat people with gasoline, right? In parentheses. So this is Cat People. Officially makes that song our song. I guess it is. Wow. Remember that time we kissed the improv? Mm. <laughs> you wore a tablecloth. <laughs> hey, my wife gave me that. You didn't have other ask who I was wearing. Who are you wearing? I love your jacket. I think it's fabulous. It's Hurley. Is what I'm wearing. Hurley. Is that the guy from uh, Lost? Oh, I don't know. I never watched Lost. Big and Large store? No, no, no. I, I never. I'm sorry, that reference falls flat on me. It's a Weezer album too. Hurley? Yeah. It isn't? No, it's not, is it? Yeah, it's a piece I, I of shit. No, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's a piece of shit, according to Kyle. All right. Thanks, Kyle. All right. And I'm wearing Martha's. <laughs> that was her shoes, right? Melissa. Oh, Melissa's. Sorry, I'm wearing Melissa's. <laughs> no, these are Martha's. These are... Uh, they're, they're Chuck Martha's. Chuck Martha's. All right, so then I really get into David Bowie, and again, I'm hiding 
Like, I can't even own music at this point. This is 84. What do you do? Uh, I listen to my friend's house. I, my brother had a stereo. He was like 27 or something like that. So he, Your brother had a stereo in the house? Yeah, but he was like 28 before he moved out. So he was like what? paying rent. Man, he was, yeah, man, I fucking pay rent. I can do whatever I want, Mom. <laughs> yeah, we lived in Compton. So I'd sneak down there, I'd listen to that, and then I'd listen to Friends. And then... Uh, the album Tonight came out, mm -hmm. and I saw the video for Blue Jean, and I'm like, I'm fucking buying that album. And so I went and I bought the album at Mr. Muck's record shop, and I had to hide it at my friend Carmen Bastanti's house. And then, <laughs> and then he fucking gave it away to somebody. Uh, a bastard, never trust a fucking Italian. Never trust a fucking Italian. I thought Carmen was a, a girl. No, Carmen's a dude. Hey! Hey, come stop hey, hey. sauce, it's gravy. Hey, hey, uh, So, you know what, I, I love, this might be, I'm serious, this is, I don't like the Tonight album that much, but this might be in my top uh, five David Bowie songs of all time. It's a good Zoom. Uh, Carlos Alomar on guitar mm -hmm. um, for the whole album, and this is uh, Blue Jean off 1984. Tonight. Just sax on that, do you know? Was that, Clarence, was that the big man? Was that the big man? Was that his, uh, who said, uh, did you ever read that uh, interview with Nile Rogers where he talks about, I think you get on Wikipedia where he talks about uh, David Bowie playing sax. No. He's like, he's not the guy you call <laughs> to come play sax, but he's the guy who should play sax on his own songs. I'm paraphrasing there. <laughs> but that's not David Bowie on that song. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Do you know David by any chance? I don't. Okay, I don't know. Well, then now, for the longest time, I thought David Bowie played sax on uh, Walk on the Wild Side. Really? Yeah, but it turned out, I believe, it was David Bowie's sax, the guy who taught David Bowie how to play sax. Uh, okay. well, we're getting a lot of trivia with you, Murray. I know people are digging it. Yeah. Four of, all four of them. Everyone's <laughs> cheering. Yeah. <laughs> this last song where I never heard before. We got one more. Uh, we got two more. I immediately downloaded it because you gave me a song that I didn't have. Who is it? And then uh, there's another. There's two songs off of this uh, gentleman's album that David writes and sings on, and I, I had no idea. This is uh, from an Adrian Ballou album. Oh right. The reason I picked this song is because. Uh, it was from King Crimson. Yes, yes, another great guitar player. The reason I picked this song is because I saw David Bowie. I didn't see the Glass Spider tour, but we almost went. Lisa, Lisa, and the Cult Jam opened, right? Is that true? Because yeah, I was going to go to the Meadowlands to see it, because that's where I grew up in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, Lisa. Seemed like a good double bill. He made a lot of mistakes on that tour. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, and the Cult Jam to be one of them. Um, but I did see shortly after that, ninety, maybe ninety, ninety-one. He did the Sound and Vision tour, where he played all his hits for the last time. This is he's like I'm, I'm playing all the hits for the last time, and I'm going on tour. And I saw it at Giant Stadium at the Meadowlands, and uh, two things that way. Who uh, speaking of a weird pairing, who opened that? Who who did Surfing with the Alien? Joe Satriani opened that, which I thought was kind of an odd, odd pairing. But I was just learning to play guitar, so that so I was kind of into that. And uh, I was playing guitar too. And the other thing I remember, yeah. 
from, or actually two, th- two other things I remember. During Savage City, mm-hmm. right before Wham Bam, thank you, man, he, he did this dramatic, this dramatic thing. Pa- fall to the ground. Falls like this. And he lays on the ground for an uncomfortable amount of time. Like more uncomfortable than this bit you're doing. I, that sounds like something I would do. What if he was hurt? We honestly, we, crying wolf that backfires on. We you. honestly thought he was like that's how long he laid down to where people were like, is this a, is he is he okay? Should somebody call? Then he popped up and did wham bam, thank you, man. And the other thing I remember is you know how you go to concerts and they always play music beforehand over the loudspeakers and they played Anarchy in the UK, and the whole fucking stadium was up on their feet, jumping up and down and pogoing. It was awesome. It was great. That was a good song. Oh yeah, totally. Got everyone going. Yeah, it was great. Oh, Andy opened with Space Oddity. Like, how ballsy is that, man? You open with probably your most popular song and be like, I'm still going to fucking knock this out of the park for the next two hours. Maybe he was just like, I'm going to get this fucking one out of the way. Everyone wants it, so let's hear it is. <laughs> and, here, and here it is now. No, I didn't bring that. What did I bring? Oh, so anyway, the reason... A song from uh, an album that's not David Bowie. Album. But this was, he played this song in, uh, uh, oh, now I'm getting the light. Fuck you, Siegel. Uh, he, he, played, uh, he played this song in concert because it came out the, uh, the same time as Young Lions, and he sings on it. This is going to be our playout song, so hold it for one second. Oh, it is? I want to thank everyone that came out and uh, braved the rain, or that drove up from Anaheim, or learned songs and played them. Uh, I want to thank Mike Siegel for coming here, and, and I want to thank uh, Christy Stratton and David Wilde and Murray Valeriano for being my co-hosts and loving music as much as I do and putting up with my uh, with my crap every week. So thank you guys so much. Uh, Kyle, the playout song is from an Adrian Blue album. Called Adrian, called Young Lions. Lions. David Bowie wrote the lyrics, and he sings on it, and it's called Pretty Pink Rose. Thanks, everybody. For Pat Francis. Here you go. Ridiculous. All right, we're gonna sing a little happy birthday. Are we ready? Yeah. Can we go? Is it lit? Yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Pat. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.